0: Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. I'll give my last name this time. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. I don't know why you need to know our names. You just need to know Chris's Twitter handle. It's at Objective underscore geek, or find him on YouTube, The Objective Geek. That's where you can watch us. If you're here, you probably know that already. That's a lot of excessive information. And Chris, I've got to start off with some bad news. I just noticed it right now that uh, I so recently I bought this fancy new microphone and it works great, but it picks up a lot more sensitive sound i guess than the previous microphone and i have the clicky mouse this week so if your ears were just assaulted by like machine gun the volume level of mouse clicks i'm i'm super sorry but thanks for coming anyways (laughs) this is book three fire episode three that's 43 overall it's the painted lady and yeah we i don't know if we have a lot of news this week but we do have something we're gonna do before we jump into the episode as always, so Chris, how you doing?
1: I am doing doing decent. Doing decent. Doing good. No no complaints.
0: It it occurs to me that in the last episode I asked you about your latest videos, but I didn't ask you about like your upcoming ideas. You've always got like one big up and coming oh, yeah. idea and I didn't ask. Yeah, that so so I
1: by the time this one probably the same day this episode is released, I should have my Sokka and Zuko um video, video essay done. So that should be up. And then I'll probably be, probably have a review of Infinity Train Season 2. And then also maybe we'll review this short little Deathstroke um, uh, show on the CW Seed, which is not the CW. It is like their offshoot thing, app that they put random crap on. It
0: is really random, Um, isn't it? I have a... Uh, <laughs> I have it as an app on the Fire Stick, and it's very strange what is elected to be put on there. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it cycles too sometimes, right? Like it's not constant. It seems like it cycles out. But I might be mistaken. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah. So, Saka uh, Zuko video coming up, and a couple reviews of Infinity Train. Yep. And I already forgot the other thing you said <laughs> Deathstroke. Deathstroke, that's right. Yeah, that. That's what's coming to the scene, to CWC.
1: episode, yeah, episode one is already on there. So far, it's pretty good. I only have uh fifteen minutes left. It was like thirty-eight minutes for this one episode. I thought I'm not sure if it's episodic or they're just doing it in parts. Um, hard to tell so far. I gotta look more into. it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I I don't have any uh, immediate videos planned, uh, but I do have. I just put a better uh, graphics graphics card in my computer so that hopefully i can play and capture games better on my computer so i'd love to make a few more small video game reviews especially i'd love to go get the avatar games specifically on the Mm. the playstation 2 and the gamecube and the wii i kind of forget what the distribution is i think it hit both of those or all three of those consoles love to play those at some point and i think that's in my near future uh, but first, if you don't mind, Chris, I have to share a random embarrassing story that I just thought of. And I feel like this is the right place to share it. So for my graphics card, I had to buy an extension cable for the for the graphics card. So I ordered on Amazon two days ago. And uh, I'm in like a two-day window for all of Amazon. So I didn't expect it yesterday. So I didn't check for it outside. I didn't check for it in my orders. I went in through the garage like I always do. I don't even know if I got the mail. I just didn't do any of that. So then today I got home and it wasn't there. I was like, hmm, that's weird. So I checked my orders <laughs> and I tracked the package. It shows the picture of it outside. And so I was like, all right, well, it definitely got delivered. It just isn't there. So I guess it got stolen, right? It's an Amazon package on the front step. So I did mm-hmm. what any normal human would do. And I filed, uh, I, I checked in the house, I checked in the bushes, I checked everywhere <laughs> first. And then I requested a refund. I was like, hey, I know it shows it got delivered, but it's not here i don't know if it got stolen or what amazon's great they gave me a refund right away like 10 minutes later my wife comes (laughs) in the house she had come home from lunch and dug it out of the bushes today and neglected to tell me either thing (laughs) and then she didn't leave it in the house she came home from lunch got out of the bushes and then she took it back to work with her which (laughs) i don't understand so I had to go to Amazon and be like hey you know that thing I said was stolen well it was my wife and you can, you please, you can please have your credit back so I don't feel like an idiot and that was honest to god I know it's just over a computer and it's dumb but it was one of the more embarrassing moments of my adult life that I had to return money to Amazon because of a minor I don't know what you call it Unusual circumstances, but long story short, I've got a better graphics card, and hopefully, I can. I would like to be able to emulate the Avatar games. I will purchase them. I'll support the used, uh, crappy game market. No offense, Avatar games, but I don't think they're going to be great. Uh, but I'd like to be able to emulate them, capture them, and do do little reviews, and then uh, guilt Chris's viewers into watching them. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> and. I don't know if we have any other news items this week. Mm-hmm. We got some good stuff yeah. last week. Uh, so this week, Chris took the liberty of planning something very interesting, I think. We're going to give it a shot. Chris, do you want to offer any introduction?
1: Yeah, so since this episode we're reviewing the Painted Lady, I got more thinking about all the spirits in the Avatar world, and just between Legend of and Avatar Laza Airbender, which ones have the better spirit world, as in like the setting and everything, and which one has the better spirits and I have no idea what your opinion about this is, so it should be a pretty interesting discussion.
0: I will try really we're hard go. to re- keep my opinion spoiler free until it is time to offer it. I don't do that very <laughs> good all the time, but I will try really hard.
1: Uh yeah, so we'll first go over the spirit worlds and how they're depicted in each show, and then we'll um, then we'll go over the kind of some individual spirits. Um, huh. So we'll, we'll first start with the spirit world. Um, so to me, the, when we're first introduced to the spirit world and Avatar Last Airbender, like it is, it's it's pretty limited, right? Because Aang goes to the spirit world pretty much in only one, two, really one episode. And that episode is, um, oh, I can't think of the episode with Hey Bye, oh, The Winter
0: Solstice Part 1. Oh, that is Princesses <laughs> Part One, isn't it? Because it always seems like it doesn't yeah. fit in with that title, but
1: yeah. Oh, and then he goes in Spirit World and and um, Siege of the North Part One as well. Yes, Siege of the North Part One, um, and that one like he just I feel like if I had to do a radius, like it's probably just a a mile radius that you get kind of get to see <laughs> of the Spirit World.
0: It it's like, like a, a big... city block of the city of the Spirit World. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but it's way more like foggy, way more mysterious, which I, I could see people enjoying that aspect of it more. Um, and we're pretty much you're only introduced to there's a big giant wolf kind of spirit thing walking in the background, just mind its own business, and then and there's just like a lot of trees. Like at, at that point, to me, it just looks like like a swamp, but like a spirity swamp. <laughs>
0: You sound like if Sokka were to describe this swamp right now. Like, any yeah. guys, I went to the spirit world. What was there? It's like a swamp, but you know, like a <laughs> spirity swamp. <laughs> I can literally picture him saying that. All
1: right. But in Legend of Korra, like, we're introduced to like Miyazaki esque spirit world. Like, it is fast, it is, it is diverse. We're introduced to many different locations, including the Fog of Lost Souls, the Tree of Time, um, and that whole thing is interesting. And then just other areas of it, like it is, it's upside down, it's downside up. Um, a lot of it, a lot of the setting is influenced by the person in the spirit world, especially the Avatar, because they are Brava, the, the spirit. Um, and to me, I found that, and it's. It can be really bright. It can be really dark. Um, so to me, I found the Spirit World and Legend of Korra to be far more interesting and, and, and better. Like it has way more character to me.
0: Are you giving your answer already? Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, might as well.
0: <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to hold mine in. I'm going to bottle it all up and a big reveal at the end. Now, I think you, you, <laughs> oh. paint a, you do paint a great description of the Spirit Worlds there that to the extent where between the two seasons, they almost feel like totally different places. And I, I suppose it's because in the, uh, sorry, I said seasons, between the two different shows. Um, and I think a majority of that is just because it does get to be explored and by necessity need to be explored so much more in Korra. Um, but yeah, yeah it, does, it almost feels like two two different places. But the world progressed in their knowledge of the spirit world in that time. Apparently, quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and like you said, Cora had. I mean, Cora had a book called *Spirits*, where she, you know, went to spirit world a, a lot. in that, I feel like that, uh, they probably take place. That book takes place probably takes up, thirty percent of the runtime in that season, which compared to *Avatar: Last Airbender*, takes up maybe one percent at the most.
0: Yeah, so uh, but that a makes sense. One percent, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go uh, on to uh, like looking at the spirits involved in each respective spirit yes. world.
1: So, in After Lost Airbender, these are a couple of the more notable ones. Um, the Painted Lady, as you can see, she defends that little small Fire Nation town. Um, I find I find her really interesting because. because i'll get, I'll get to this in, in a little bit this this theory I have about the Panda lady. Um, <laughs> and then there's Code the Face Stealer, which is an awesome, awesome, creepy character. <laughs> like it's funny because he doesn't he doesn't feel that spirity to me like he feels very physical.
0: yeah, he just kind of feels like a very uh, uh, just a monster. I don't know how else to say it, but yeah. I get it.
1: And, and then hey Bai or the the Panda Spirit which I find really cool. I think that design is, is really awesome, especially that duality of it being that soft kind little panda, which is it's, it's a panda. It's not like a, a bi breed of something.
0: It's just a straight up panda. You're right. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, yeah, that's a great design and kind of a first, I don't want to say the first glimpse into the spirit world because I don't remember all that well and I'm sure I'm missing details. But uh, well, I think it is. it's a pretty big glimpse early on into the spirit world and probably as much of a glimpse as we get in the whole first show. So Mm -hmm. that's a good episode or an interesting episode for that at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. very much so. Uh, And then of course you have the moon and the ocean spirit, which are probably the biggest spirits we meet in, in the show, uh, in the original show. And they have, so much lore on them and of course they play a huge role especially with the ocean spirit taking over ang um which is just amazing amazing moments there and then roku's dragon fang which this this part is interesting to me or maybe there something needs to be reckoned here um, I have a, yeah because... i have a
0: question based on this but i assume you're gonna get to it here with your explanation <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I don't have a real explanation for this one uh, because so in the Avatar universe Ever, it's, it's heavily, heavily implied. I can't, I feel like I can't say for certainty, but I feel like someone could draw a different conclusion that everyone is reincarnated. Um, even in interviews because uh, before when they're pitching it, they're like, oh, maybe um, uh, Momo is a reincarnation of Gyatsu. Monkey like Gyatsu. And then they scrapped the idea because they didn't like it. And someone had asked them about it, asked Brian and Mike about it, and they're like, Yeah, we didn't like the idea. You know, Gyatso is just a reincarnation of somebody else, and Momo is just a reincarnation of another Momo. So, so animals have souls, right? Humans have souls, and souls get reincarnated into the net's body. So how did Fang, why did Fang, why was he a spirit that could that went into the spirit world? Um, so that i don't have a real answer for that one i really don't
0: i also think it's a little strange like uh when we talk about the <clears throat> excuse me like the spirit of avatar roku um himself like that's not a he's not a being of the spirit realm he's oh, just, uh, one yeah, of Aang's that's past lives that's and
1: that's, so that's uh, a that's a a topic of discussion with with avatar fans right yeah and so it's like maybe Roku's avatar is
0: more like a i don't like i guess it doesn't by necessity have to be a, a spirit in the same sense but uh you know i i don't know it, like it's an there's like.
1: no afterlife in in avatar last airbender right um the spirit world is not that life <laughs> but when 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 avatars die I mean, their spirit is core. They they're all the same spirit.
0: It's even that as far as to think it's Like it really is. It occupies the same soul. That's probably the, better than whatever I was gonna say. Is that like that yeah. person isn't like speaking from the grave? Like no, that person is just. It's still within the avatar's own conscious. And and that I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, like when they're in the spirit world, that heightens their spirituality. Hence, their past lives can come out.
0: I think that's um, the only,
1: the only part of that that contradicts that sort of is in the Crescent um, island escape one. the spirit world thing oh. where Quirk is like, oh, I gotta leave, I gotta go look for Code, <clears throat> and it's like, what the heck? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're not a spirit. I'm like, maybe you know, it could just be Quirk being dumb, um, <laughs> well, or gonna, his.
0: <clears throat> I was actually gonna say the part where Roku like manifests himself in the in the crescent island oh. or whatever that was the crescent temple and he kind of like manifests into, a, to me. into a real being i guess yeah. a, a separate real being but I yeah, to me that's st- just like you could still have the spirit the same soul yeah just yeah.
1: Yeah. to me that's just the avatar spirit morphing itself into a projection of roku right because like even then roku at that time is like eight feet tall or something and yeah. that um, in that point in time, but he's really not that tall. He's really yeah. on, like almost six foot or something like that.
0: I'm okay with that uh, with that uh, theory, I suppose.
1: Yeah, but the way I look at the avatar spirit, because some people are like, "Oh, well, Korra lost connection, but maybe she could find them because they they think that that Ang and Korra, like, they are different spirits, but they have like, but to yeah. me that that so I can't even speak that because that doesn't line up with what the show tells me, like they are the same spirit, like these lifetimes are Juan's lifetimes, like when Rava, Rava's spirit fuses with Juan's soul and then together they move to the next body, they get reincarnated into this body. Um, now that becomes confusing because like there are spirits, and can converse with his spirits with his past lives, and then when Korra um, gives her Past lives taken away from her. She has no connection to them anymore. So I think I think of it as like a computer, right? So like there's the there's there's the shell, right? There's just the physical things that contain the, the compartments of the computer. Then there is like the CPU, whatever within there. Then there's the memory thing. Like that CPU is the, is the soul. <laughs> um <laughs> and there's the memory thing and like with the avatar right each time that cpu moves to a new shell it takes that memory with it every single time um like it it holds on to it mm-hmm. right and so when Korra uh, okay. got her past lives rid from her all that was completely destroyed or I like to think of it as like a cloud like like, the soul is a CPU, but their memories are saved up in the cloud. And when it was cut off, that cloud just went away. Like, you can't connect to that cloud anymore. If that cloud is gone. Lost, it was destroyed.
0: lost internet access. She cut it off. She went off yeah. grid. I like that one better. I think that one makes more sense to me. That one makes more sense. Being yeah. sort of a, even in the way that it's like, it's a metaphysical place where yeah. these memories or this, this substance, whatever that is, is stored that is being accessed yeah. by physical things about time but it's like only one thing gets to access the cloud that specific cloud at a time yeah. and that's fine it's a very special cloud unique to you it's your own cloud yeah. but only if you're the avatar i like that description though. yeah that's a good, good good comparison
1: but still so i so i understand why roku spirit can show up uh because of that because it's just ang manifesting this memory and how kind of like an AI would respond back because it has all the memories of Roku. Like, it's not necessarily Roku responding back, but it's Roku's memory responding back. It's sort of like in Manisteel with Jarrell. Do I remember Manisteel? I love Manisteel. But like, Jarell implanted no, I'm sorry. his.
0: Sorry, I just shook my head and realized you couldn't see me. No, I don't remember it well enough to speak to it. Oh. You
1: know, Jor-El, like, implanted his, like, his, his not necessarily his consciousness, but just what his memories and everything into the computer that Clark goes to visit, um, and eventually Zod destroys that. So to me, that's kind of what the past lives are. They're not that person's soul, but they are like that person's memories and how they would, you know, your memories dictate your memories and your experiences and everything dictate how you would respond to someone, and this is just how they would respond to Aang or to Kor, whoever their most recent avatar, current avatar is.
0: So, and that avatar is in the spirit world, um, therefore, like it, it enables any avatar previously to be manifested in some form in the spirit world for conversation with yeah. the avatar or with the spirits. Um,
1: yeah. And then even when. The And then even, so then once you become more spiritually enhanced, like Aang did, because he was able to talk to the spirits without having to go into the spirit world. He was able to talk to his past lives without having to talk to, without having to go into the spirit world. He would just be able to like manifest them really in his imagination right there. Because I think if Katara or anyone was there, they wouldn't be able to see all the avatars there talking to Aang. Like they're not there. I don't think even Roku would be able to—not Roku, Iroh would be able to see them there. And to me, that's just Aang talking to them in his own. That was just a visual representation of Aang having a conversation with himself. But really, to me, it was like in his head, sort uh, of, is, or he well, just fair saw to it there. It
0: with, it's fair to associate it with like meditation. Like he could be having just a deep sort of interpersonal conversation, in the, yeah, a meditative state in which he would be able to do that more easily and feel as though there was a real presence yeah. there. Yeah, I'll buy that.
1: Still not sure why uh, Roku's Dragon is a spirit.
0: But
1: maybe it felt like it just had a duty to guide the next avatar, and it just kept itself from being reincarnated. Or maybe it had...
0: Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like a, a spinoff series that needs to happen, because I uh, <laughs> really like dragons, so I'd watch a spinoff series. I have another spinoff series also idea, but it needs to wait till after I reveal my preferred spirit uh, set of spirits.
1: Yeah. Okay. So in Legend of Court. So far if you notice though so we haven't talked about Wan Shi Tong, he who knows a thousand ten thousand things. Uh, he shows up in both shows. So Oh yeah, I
0: forgot about him.
1: I didn't really oh. include him in there. He is cool though. <laughs>
0: he uh, deserves a nod. <laughs> uh,
1: so in legend of Court we have Iroh, who of course we all love Iroh Ziro, Uh Rava and Vatu AE, who was like that monkey spirit that helped out uh, Avatar One. The dragon eel spirit, he was the one that talked to Korra. Like, Korra tried to get their help. He was like, nah, I can't help you. But she was trying to fight Kuvira. Um, Then there's this dragon bird spirit who didn't say a word but talked to Korra. I'm sorry, didn't talk to Korra, but helped Korra. Um, It was a little bird that she, like, she was a little chubby Korra in the spirit world, took to her nest and then. That bird with the other three birds made like this phoenix spirit bird (laughs) dragon bird spirit thingy. And then there's a a nice little, like, cute spirit that was a dog at first (laughs) and showed Cora the way and guided her to Toph.
0: (laughs) That that spirit is a heavy favorite spirit of mine. (laughs) Very
1: charming. Um, So, like, I would say this about the spirits in, in Legend of Korra. I love the story of Robin Vatu, um, even though it feels a little bit like like, a, like the Moon and Ocean Spirit, Tuan Li. Like to me, they, they kind of serve a similar. They're just in similar things like good, evil, stuff like that. Even though I don't think the Ocean Spirit and the Moon Spirit are good and evil, but that's how that's the way the co describes them. Yeah. Um, but I do I do really love their backstory, um, and so in talking about Iro, uh, which I may do a deeper dive video into this, but Iroh became a spirit because before he died, he left his physical body, and went to the spirit world. Just that sentence alone, but could you could jump to the conclusion that anyone who can meditate into the spirit world can do that, can become a spirit, like? Uh, Zahir so can meditate into the spirit world. It
0: seems like some um, high level stuff, which I, you know, I could see Zahir becoming a spirit. I wouldn't have a hard time, like, just yeah, but it. like
1: that one random guy, I, uh, eway I couldn't see him doing it for some reason. He doesn't seem cool enough to be able to become a spirit that's after it. he dies.
0: Well, don't you know there's somebody at the gates that's like, hmm, you're not quite what we're looking yeah. for here. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, so the way I was thinking about it is that. So in actual, I think it's Buddhist beliefs, um, like everyone gets reincarnated until, I think until they reach Nirvana, which is like enlightenment. So I'm, I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but they can reach a point to where like their soul is fine with the world, it has nothing else to do, or it's coming to some type of enlightenment. I feel like you have, in order for you to do what Iroh did, you have to A, be spiritual enough that you can meditate into the spirit world and B, reach some sort of type of enlightenment that can let you not only meditate in the spirit world before you die, but can sustain you there. Um, I feel like if you try to do it and you're not enlightened, then you'll be lost in the fog of lost souls. Um, So the painted lady comes into this. (laughs) (laughs) It's real deep. So so the thing about some of the spirits in After Airbender is I feel like they're a little bit more human like uh, to me they have a little bit more backstory and the painted lady looks very human like far more human than any spirits in Le legend of core legend of core spirits yeah, is like they got
0: backstory it's funny i was thinking about like more more sh- structure i guess like they uh yeah. what's the word to use earlier? it feels more like like a physical thing when you're describing co. Uh, and i'd say that about all of them it feels like they live by or exist in more of a defined way than the spirit mm-hmm. world that we see in the Legend of Gora
1: yeah. I, I just wonder if the pain Lady was an actual person who, who pretty much maybe followed the same path that Katara followed but when she died she was like I still have to protect these people and so she became a spirit and um, oh we forgot one Princess Yue that's what I forgot oh, yeah. Princess Yue became a spirit um, and she has you know a sad story Right, she became a spirit um, so, I, I just think there's a little bit more human aspects to to the spirits in last Lass I,
0: You know, you say about she's got a, the Painted Lady protecting his village. Well, why the hell wasn't she protecting the village? Like, you're just going to show up when the work is done? What a load it's of a, it's shit. That's a, good... <laughs> a good question. Like, hey, sorry, I was taking a nap. Thanks for, uh, you know, thanks. Like, no, that was. <laughs> Years and years, whatever,
1: like, oh she's, hey, she's I, just, cool I just went to the store real quick. Like, uh, what, what happened? It's like you guys maybe
0: do? I should have gone for like store, five minutes 50 years ago, like five spirit minutes, whatever. But
1: yeah, you know. five spirit minutes, 50 <laughs> human years, would whatever. You clean
0: up this river or something. Uh, I would say it is neat. In the uh, so I don't I don't think, and you'll have to forgive me, or play, I guess better, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. It's in Avatar The Last Airbender, we kind of get this concept of, like, the Painted Lady thought to watch over this village, or hey Bye watching over that village. Like, there's more of the there's more of the pull of the spirits uh, how do I want to say this? Like, like, intentional spirits intervening in, in yeah. real life but with a purpose, and only certain ones, or something like that. I don't know there's, it's very definitive and in funnels, whereas Obviously, yeah. uh, in the later seasons of of Legend of Korra, after after uh, I can't think of the name Harmonic Convergence, is that the name? Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously, it's a little different at that point. But I don't know; it's treated differently how spirits in the physical world act and behave than it is in in Legend of Korra, for better or for worse.
1: Yeah, I do think yeah, spirits in the less Airbender. Also, they're they're more worshipped, right? They're more like yeah, kind of yeah uh, i think they're more worshiped because they have these duties that that they do um while legend core just like oh hey there's a spirit there on the ground hey back up like they some of them like back talk the spirits and stuff
0: (laughs) it's Um, almost like it's comparing like you know what maybe you think of uh avatar the last airbender's like like guardian angels or like what you think of is like people in the afterlife like i know it's not it but it's Something closer to what you think of like that. And then you get to Legend of Korra, it's like it's more like poltergeists, really. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. uh, just like rule free and, and causing chaos and destruction.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh all right, so which uh which ones do you like more? Uh
0: so I think the the best and most interesting spirits and depiction of the spirit world, I think it's Legend of Korra. I would argue that it's not really fair argument just giving to the like given yeah. the amount of exploration done in that topic and in the spirit world in the Legend of Korra it's not really a fair fight and also you have Iroh and Rava and Vatu like those being your first ones on your list and I, I don't know that's that's huge it's like the story of creation in Rava mm-hmm. and Vatu yeah. like this so Very good i would argue that it's not a super duper fair fight but the point still holds true and that's part of what makes legend of korra such a great show and as i you kind of said earlier makes it stand on its own as it takes a deeper dive into some of these uh into a completely different theme and that's the end result as you get a really cool spirit world really cool depiction i will say that uh, me personally in like in a vacuum I really like sort of the mystery that the spirit world comes with in Avatar: The Last Airbender. I don't really like knowing all the answers. And I said I had an idea for a spinoff. It's like I could watch a whole series of like some Avatar character trying really hard to learn about the spirit world and find the ways to access it, and having all these crazy conspiracy theories and going to the edge of the earth and just failing time after time after time. I would happily watch uh, twenty episodes of just that, and it would thrill me. Like
1: the. Uh, the imaginary beast spinoff ish of
0: yeah kind of, of uh, yeah i'll take that uh fantastic beasts but hopefully yeah better, fantastic uh, hopefully better than the second fantastic beast movie no just trying to get to the point that i i do really appreciate like the mystery and and knowing less and not really needing the uh, explanation or the further interaction that we get in cora uh, but again that's just a, a path that cora takes that makes it unique and charming and different from the original avatar last airbender and it's a great uh, it's a great depiction of the spirit world.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty torn. Uh so on the spirit world, I definitely without a doubt like legend of Korra better. Um it's, it's just so vast. Like uh and I just love the animation especially when her and Jinora first go into the spirit world. It's just so trippy. Um and they really got up on their Miyazaki on, on this one, I think. <laughs> um <laughs> um and then it like just the places have way more lore like the tree of the tree of time like how you, how that was like vatu's original prison but even before vatu's prison it served a purpose that like great monks could or great people could meditate here and see all types of visions and Korra used it several times uh the fog of lost souls I and mean, then we see freaking uh jao back in there again um so i just really love that setting a, a lot more stupid than, Zhao avatar than after our last airbender get what you but deserve when it, yeah, when it comes to individual spirits um of course we do have iroh and that's almost cheating because it's iroh it is um. if
0: you throw that out to make it a, a fair fight maybe it's a different discussion because you get more Iro. Mm. that's perfect
1: yeah oh gosh i remember when he first showed up i literally got out of my chair and jumped up and said it's mother Evan Iroh
0: is that's back. exactly what Spirit Iroh would want you to say. That's that's how <laughs> he would want you to respond. Um But even like Sarama and Vatu, like, well, like him or not, like that's the creation of the world that we know. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty unfair in its own right. It just happens that it's unfair but really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be interesting if they ever do a live action core, which I'm sure they'll maybe get around to, like, if they dive even deeper into that episode, like go into like the actual creation of the universe, like when it when it started, like there was only there's nothingness until until balance was like split in half. Although the Lion turtles came first, I'm guessing, because Rava refers to them as Ancient One. And if I'm referring to someone as Ancient One, they must be older than I am.
0: Yeah, you typically wouldn't refer to, like, an underling as an ancient one. Like, that's not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, time behaves differently in the spirit world, so uh, maybe not.
1: Also, we didn't talk about the lion turtles, which I don't think they're spirits. I think they're, like, a fifth dimensional being or something. <laughs> like they're...
0: They carried life from another dimension into this empty yeah. dimension and started. It's really the lion turtles that we should all be thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, they're definitely the gods of of the universe. You
0: um, know what it kind of reminds me of is that in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, like the idea of like whole worlds living on the backs of these giant behemoths. Like that's what the lion turtles <laughs> are. Just, yeah. little world carriers. Uh, yeah.
1: Well. Also, I'm pre- yeah. I'm I'm just, I'm really curious where they came from because I'm pretty sure they didn't come from the spirit world. Like, I don't imagine them going through the portal or even. Because one thing, they look too big to go through mm-hmm. a portal, but um, or maybe they can just like teleport between the spirit world and the physical.
0: Or I don't maybe know. that they're maybe they're really small beings in just like in their bedroom or something in a much grander, bigger, vaster universe somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, the spirit world, just creations, just toys for them. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Um, but between the two, I think because they're just more. I don't know, probably admiration for the spirits, and to me they have more of a personal story. I'll probably get the edge to Avatar: Last Airbender. I, I think I like their spirits more.
0: There's especially the dive. Uh, you know, I'll stick with my answer, but I certainly like, yeah. as I mentioned, you the idea, like just the idea that the painted lady is watching over this town, even though she's doing a shit job. And <laughs> hey, by like. I, I don't know, you get kind of a deeper dive into a few spirits, and it's few and far between, but it feels, uh, feels special and unique each time. Um, but then, like I said, in Korra, if you're into that stuff, there's a couple of seasons of Korra that are really going to strike your fancy. Uh, that's an interest. I would like to see you delve further into Iroh's character, specifically in Legend of Korra. I would like to watch that video. I don't even know where you would go with it. Just exp- just deep dive into how Iroh got there and what his purpose is.
1: Yeah, yeah I do some research. I did an Iro video on how I think he on his first encounter with the spirit world, um, which I'm, I'm pretty firm in, in that theory there. Pretty much that he was just so stricken by sadness that it opened himself up to new possibilities the same way that Korra uh, connected her spiritual side um, after his son died. Um, but yeah, all the other stuff, I, yeah, I do kind of, there is more there to, to get into.
0: And you can never have too much Iroh.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. Uh, well, with that being discussed, I think let us go on to the main portion of the, I said the main portion, it might be shorter than that portion, but the main portion (laughs) of the podcast, which is the episode, The Painted Lady, that's book three fire episode three, and I don't know how else to describe it other than like action's not quite picking up yet. Like real mainline action not quite picking up yet. We're still we're still just getting in that general direction of season three action. Yeah. But but don't let that be my the... opinion on the episode overall though.
1: Yeah, and this is one of the the faults that not big fault that season three has. But season three is pretty fillerish.
0: <laughs> this early portion's right. got, um, some, got some steps
1: in there. Yeah, like we, I feel like we started off like really deep stuff and then went really not deep with the headband. And then we went a little bit up with with the, the painted lady here. Uh, but I, I, that's, I certainly think yeah, so like yeah. I that's It's not reflective of what I think about this episode, just kind of the, the general season, how it is. This,
0: this is a prime example of an episode that you could pluck and, and drop. Most places, it just happens that it needs to be in the Fire Nation, I guess, to have the full impact that we're looking for. Uh, yeah. But you could pretty much pick it up and drop it anywhere, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, all right,
1: so the gang comes across a town or village. Like, they're all sick and starving, and the place is all polluted. The river's is polluted. Um, and they pretty much, th- they, want, they want to have help them out, but Sokka... Is uh, it's pretty gun ho on this <laughs> on this schedule that he has. Also, I zoomed in on on this and it looks like Sokka invented Excel because when he pulls out like his <laughs> schedule, it just looks like an Excel spreadsheet that was like printed out widely and then given yeah. and, then, and then just shown because <laughs> like it looks like there are cells in there.
0: Sokka is a data bender. Fun fact that is his yeah. bending power computer bender i'm
1: gonna change my title to data bender, data
0: bender. <laughs> that makes it sound like you're doing bad things like you're manipulating data to make it say what you it, want. it
1: sounds exactly yeah. like that which hey maybe yeah. Yeah, i do no that's, i don't do well,
0: that that's mm-hmm. what all data analysts do to an extent though let's be honest
1: yeah true So, like i kind of miss i don't i don't do i do way more of that at payless at, at payless <laughs> um back when that was a, a thing. <laughs> we I don't do I can't I can't really do that at the state. The state's like, "No, we need to be a... Uh, we'll, we'll just present the facts."
0: Present, whereas at payless? It's like, "Listen, I know sales are down, but look at these UPTs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what metric do you want to look at today? about Which which whichever metric is
0: the best one. Let's pull that one out. Best, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't miss that part. But regardless, um, I
1: kind of do because you're, you're you're painting a picture
0: with data. I painting, I there's there's artist interpretation in painting, so, um, but uh, anyway, anyway, who knew that of painting, invented the painted it, so, lady? The painted lady
1: is a uh, the, is a spirit that this town worships. Yukitara <laughs> brings upon herself to help the town. You know, day by day, she sneaks off and it's helping the town out um and i guess at one point and she she uh she makes it look like opera is is sick and stuff so that they have to stay in that village so katara can keep helping out people which i love this as a guitar episode i think this is one of my favorite guitar episodes more so than even the water bini master yeah um it just completely informs the character and it hits and watching this episode. A yeah, yeah, um, and I think it's the point where Aang. <laughs> I love this moment between Aang and Katara dressed up as the painted lady. Like, he wants to introduce himself because he is the avatar, this the bridge between the two worlds,
0: and he can't leave well enough alone. Aang, get the hell out of here! <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's like, Hey, I don't mean mean spirits, but you're pretty, and they're like. <laughs> For some reason.
0: Aang pulling out the A game on the spear ladies. All right. Yeah. Like, jeez, Aang, man. All right. I mean That's a long distance relationship, Aang. I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he finds out that it's Katara and you know and together they uh they they take out the factory. Kasaka before exclaimed. That, um, that's funny, that in order to really save the village, you gotta take out the factory because the factory is one that's polluting all these seas, all these ocean, uh, rivers, and everything. Anyway, her and Aang took out the factory, which I think there's some good animation here. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just um, in il- across the board, they do a great job of making the town just look uh, like it's lots of browns and, and kind of green and brown and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but not really in a I don't know. It still kind of pops in a weird, gross way, which I think is what they're going for. It's not a muted thing. It's yeah. a, it's a intentionally gross looking. The whole thing. The whole setup. And I yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so then the uh, factory people the next day are like, hey, you guys destroyed our factory. Uh, we're going to destroy this whole village. <laughs> which is really messed up on um, like, this is a Fire Nation village. These aren't Fire Nation people, but they, they just don't care at all. all they think about is, is war. And then my favorite moment in it comes when Sokka gets mad, right? Sokka's like, I know you're the Painted Lady. Um, we have to go. You can't help these people anymore. And Katara's, my favorite line Katara ever delivers is, I will never ever turn my back on people who need me. That just completely informs the character of Katara. I absolutely love that moment. It
0: hits, uh, hits you in the feels really hard. And as much as you mentioned the water bending master, I don't think there's anything she does in there that, that hits you in the feels quite as hard as what she says there. And, uh, great voice yeah. acting. You really feel it. It sounds great, looks great.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, <laughs> um, Saga uh Sok says he'll help out and he says you know i'll never turn my back on you and then Katara the says you do have feelings don't you Sokka?" and then <laughs> ang <laughs> ang is like there's a tough and he's like rubbing his eye to keep from crying he's like he really does have feelings and the
0: tough just hits him. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason yeah just love that moment. tough like i gotta bring this back down it's starting to get too squishy yeah. in here
1: Yeah. Uh so Katara dressed as a paint lady again and together with all their bending and stuff, they kinda make it look like she really is a spirit. And Katara drives away the the factory people. Eventually factory people figure out that Katara is well they don't
0: Not the they, no. they Not the factory. Yeah,
1: people. they don't I'm sorry. The village people figure out who Katara is, but they don't think she's a waterbender at all. They just think she's the girl.
0: Wait, you that she's hey, a waterbender? You're like the girl from who bought fish the other day or something. See, now I can't remember if yeah, they know what? she's a waterbender or not. I think they uncover. I think they.
1: They must know, they she's know a that,
0: bender. I believe. I think so, too.
1: See, I'm always humbling myself, right? I can't. That's what I get for trying yeah. to say
0: that I know everything about that. And like I said, anyway. I, when you watch them in bunches, I don't know. Stuff runs together, details, yeah. whatever.
1: Um. Also there my name Shu, who uh who's who's walking around as different people, as different brothers. Well, there's just some comedic relief there. Yeah, Shu. Oh, that's Xu. my brother Dom. Shu sells Shoes. Dom. Dom sells Dom sells stuff by the Doc. Or Doc, no, that's his name. Doc Doc, okay. Yeah.
0: Doc's and there's another one who I can't remember. I don't remember what else it is.
1: Uh, oh, I know the Shoe and Doc.
0: He doesn't mm-hmm. land super well for me because I don't really understand like what. As far it's as just humor kind of goes, crazy. Yeah, it's not really funny. It's sort of just like weird, but that's okay. Yeah. You know,
1: that's, probably, that's probably more of a setup humor.
0: Yeah. Swing, swing, and a miss sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they end up cleaning the. I like how they all the townspeople are mad at Katara, and then you know, and off, and the crowd says, maybe we should clean up the river. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, I love that.
0: I do really um, like that.
1: Yeah. And then together, they all clean up the river. That's pretty much the episode. I don't remember if Zuko's even in this episode or not, or even if there's even a B-plot.
0: I don't remember any B-plots in this one, but again, there could be, you know, there could be a... A sneak into Zuko visit with food or something. I don't. I don't remember. It's all running together. But um, so they clean up the river, and then eventually, I think it's that evening, the real Painted Lady visits Katara. That's that picture we had back here? Is it? inks yes. right. She's a pretty spirit. Uh, visits Katara and says thank you when she gets back from the store or wherever she's been for the past decade, <laughs> and that's uh, kind of cool. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where the people of the town are are superimposing what they want her to do on what she's actually capable of as a spirit, and she's not actually yeah. able to and doesn't actually protect the village. It's just like folklore, but she is able to <laughs> communicate and make a present. But I don't know because was really much, pretty much destroyed and stuff. So, I, huh? Yeah, I'm confused. Anyway, painted lady do a better job, but <laughs> I think that is the uh, I think that's the whole episode. She yeah. Gets a visit from the painted lady. That's the whole episode. Yep. Yeah. Let's get to some ratings. All
1: right, ratings real quick. Audiovisual A. I think, for um, for a show, this episode didn't really have I think that much conflict. It still had a lot of good action in it, um, especially when we destroy that factory. Story eight and a half. I think this completely informs the character of Katara. I mean, I'll take it down a notch because it is fairly inconsequential to the plot of the whole entire series. Um, but still, very good Katara stuff here. Very, very good. Uh, memorable, 7 and a half. I think before I rewatched it recently, I could probably skip it. Really, I could just watch a couple of moments with Katara in this episode. And I think I'll get my fits out of it. Um, but the other parts of the episode, I think I'm fairly skippable. It sounds um, so like seven yeah. and a half.
0: Like going through the trouble of fast forwarding just to get to certain parts, though, like that to me is more inconvenient. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and just let it play. It's fine. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that brings it to an 8.2
0: out of 10. I had very similar ratings. I went 8 on audio visuals. Again, I thought they did a really nice job of making it all feel kind of gross and nasty. I think that's the idea. Not a whole lot else going on. Story 8.5, I thought uh, might be inconsequential, the grand scheme, but it stands alone very good. Just a good independent episode of Avatar: Last Airbender. Uh, eight, it's pretty memorable. It's one that uh, I, I would never skip personally. I think it. I think it stands out enough, and I think about certain things from this episode a lot. And it rounds up to a nice eight point two. Mm-hmm. So, wow, and, this has never happened. We were exactly the same on two episodes in a row. Two consecutive episodes, and you know the best part is that uh, I usually usually you get your ratings to me first and then i put my ratings in and i try not to let yours influence it but i know it happens but this one i had <coughs> both of mine in there first so to see them line up that way i thought was yeah. uh, pretty impressive so yeah it was kind of cool two out of two this one uh again maybe a little inconsequential or pluck it and drop it wherever but i think it is just independently a nice little avatar story so you should give it a watch and there's the uh pretty there's the pretty painted lady that ang hit on <laughs> that's not that's yeah. not Aang in the background the kid's got too much hair uh, anyways we we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and uh, probably just keep coming at you with some regular episode by episode stuff in the near future but obviously we yeah. got I would
1: say um if you want to have uh, any more comments <laughs> or questions be sure to uh, leave them i love uh answering any of them
0: you know it'd be kind of cool and we've never really done it before or talked about it so i don't know why i'm saying it out loud now right now when we're like recording and stuff but i think it'd be really cool for somebody to suggest like an episode topic like whether it's a partial topic within an episode or something specific to discuss as a full episode i would love that 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 would flatter me greatly so yeah please leave your thoughts comments chris does a great job I try to get on Chris's videos and read through those comments, and I don't do it as good as I should. But Chris does a great job of reading. Hey, in my defense, you get notifications for your own videos. I get videos. notifications. That's fine. <laughs> um, I don't want to, like, scroll through your videos all the time. Sometimes I leave innocuous comments just to, like, let you know, like, see, I did watch this. <laughs> it's just, like, proof. Anyway, please, uh, comments, thoughts, constructive criticism, whatever. It can even be non-constructive criticism. That's that's fine. We, Who knows what we'll do with that, but leave whatever you like. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching and listening. And uh, I'm Sean. That's, that's Chris, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And we will see you next time.